Hobby Addicts の時間です It's time for Hobby Addicts And now, here are your anime addicts Everybody and welcome to the 159th Hobby Addicts. I am your host Mitsugi, and I'm joined by the lovely Enzo. He's eating Pringles. Yo, he's a little no. sick, I'm but eating, he's here anyway. I'm eating oatmeal raisin cookies, but like really thin ones. Even better. How mm-hmm. are you? Super, super good on the cookie front. Super 50% on the body front. <laughs> I'm told oatmeal cookies are good for when you have a cold. Well, well, I didn't know that. I just wanted them. But They're probably not that, actually. That works out. I don't think. I don't. I don't think that correlates. No, definitely not. And of course, we also have the lovely Mandy, who is in Cincinnati. Ugh. How are you, Mandy? Hello. I'm doing. I'm doing all right. My uh, got a head head problem going on. But I'm I got okay. a I got a head hurt. <laughs> I got a head my, hurt. <laughs> my head is a hurting, and yeah. I am sitting here in blisteringly hot Florida. We just had a huge thunderstorm roll through, which was. Uh, almost blessed because the humidity level was just out of control down here, and I'm sitting here in my air conditioned house with a uh, with an orange monster. I cannot. And I'm ready to I, roll. I will never find that desirable. A monster? No, the heat. Oh, the, the heat is brutal, dude. Yeah. Constant heat. Yeah, I went I went mountain biking yesterday. It was like 90. The heat index was like 95, and I only put about two hours in on the trails. But my 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 arms are like. They look, they, they look like Cosmos. It's Wild. Pretty, it's pretty crazy, yeah. But anyway, so today we have some. We have a couple of different things we're going to be talking about. Mandy's going to be talking about giant microbes, which definitely sounds interesting. Maybe. <laughs> I think that was actually on there from last week, so let's see if I remember what I was doing. <laughs> and it's, I see Enzo is adding that he will be writing about Peru, So because yeah. you, you were just in Peru. Yeah. Anyway, so I definitely want, definitely want to hear about that, and then a little Game of Thrones update. So why don't we kick it off with Peru? I mean, that's that. Yeah, sure. That, that's a pretty unique thing. Yeah, dude. So I was in. So I, if, I don't I actually don't know if listeners know this, but I'm half Peruvian, half Dominican. That's my ethnicity. That's why you're so sexy. I mean, it comes with the heritage, yes. Uh, but so I went to see my grandma. That's over there. She is in. Oh, man, she's 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 in the elderly years, you know. So I went okay. to go see her. Yeah, I went to go see her. I went to go see my cousins. And the reason I was really happy, the reason I always like seeing my cousin and stuff over there is because my cousin is basically me, but it's like a girl in Peru. That's like the only difference. She likes hmm. everything I like. Um, like She likes the same music. She likes anime. She likes playing video games, all that shit. Um, she dresses like me too, but like in girl form. It's, it's awesome. Like She's great. She's cool. Um, and I also have my friend, my childhood friend over there, Brenda. Um, I doubt you're listening, but Brenda, did you say Brenda? Yeah. yeah her name is, well, it sounds, it sounds so like, it sounds so like, like a, like a chalky name in English, but it's Brenda in Spanish. Oh, in Spanish. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and she's definitely not listening, but, uh, shout out to her. Yeah, she's also my childhood friend, and she's also someone that's like into all the same shit that me and my cousin are into. Also, um, so when I whenever I go over there, it's fun because they take me to all like the stuff I like doing. 
that's not just all touristy stuff and so I went, I went, and one of the newer things both of them are into are is anime. Like they're both starting to get super into uh, anime. What are, they, what are they watching? So, um, all they're they're current, they're current. So all like the, the stuff, stuff from last season. They okay. we talked about the Promised Neverland a lot. Like they loved that a lot. Okay. Um, and something they were telling me, and just I just want to speak to you guys about Peru and like an anime lens. Something they were telling me is that there's not really, there's not really a big. Or any real official event in Peru or even in South America, aside maybe in Brazil, I think there's a, a couple of things, but in Peru, there's no real like official convention type thing or like official anime oh, events type thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know how like here in America, we have like, we have, we have at the very least, we have New York Comic Con that covers everything. You know, or San Diego, or San Diego Comic Con that covers everything. But we are also blessed with like a shit ton of anime specific conventions, right? So like tons of them, and it, yeah, tons of them. No matter where you are in the country, you can travel a couple hours and get to one, right? So like, I know Mandy travels can travel easily to some cons. I can travel easily to some cons. You two mates can travel easily to some cons if they're not in your state already. I mean, um, I, I have like there's like there's like eleven of them in Florida alone. Right. Yeah. In New York. So New York has. Yeah, New York has like the East Coast one now with Anime NYC, and I also have Liberty City Anime Con here too. Um, so yeah, so I mean, like for us, so me me hearing that I was it, it was interesting because they took me to a place. Oh man, I forgot what it's called. I forgot what it's called, but they took me to this place in Lima that was literally this like building of like seven floors of just like geek shit, like super like every single store in this in this building was anime related or video game related or like um like k-pop related just you're like, like straight up k-pop like, like straight Akiba. up k-pop stores it was a literal microcosm of akiba in this building for sure and there was even like made cafes and stuff and we got we got lunch at one and um it was so cool to see uh the the, the maids in this made cafe like they sang all these openings I knew, but they sang them in Spanish because, like, in, um, like, for example, all the classics like Sailor Moon, DBZ, all that, Inuyasha, all that stuff, they all got, like, Spanish dubbed songs or, like, they all got, like, because, you know, like, back in the day, they used to dub the songs, too, you know? like Yeah, of course. Like, uh, yeah, like, we had English versions of the openings and stuff, like, Sailor yeah. Moon's a good example. I mean, we still do. They don't do that that often anymore. Do they not? Though. I don't think so. I mean, like the, they, we don't get English versions of songs anymore, do we? Mm, I don't think so. I don't usually watch a lot of English dubs, though. That's like true. So I don't know. Neither do I. Neither do I. But the I last one, I, like, I'm watching Fruits Basket, both Japanese and in English, the new mm. one, and it doesn't, but it, I, I don't know. Yeah. And so, yeah. The last and one it, I remember was R on High. <laughs> and so let me jump in right. real quick and just, and just highlight a point that you made a minute ago. Go ahead. I go did ahead. a little legwork. There are 278 anime cons in the United States. Fuck. This year, this coming year. That's so crazy. That's in, so crazy. In South America, there are three. Yeah, I bet you they're in Brazil, too. One of them is is Anime Expo Santiago, which is in Chile. Chile. That, and that already yep. happened. And the other two are both in Brazil. One's in Rio yeah. de Janeiro, and one is in yep. Sao Paulo. Yeah, though, the, I'm familiar with one of those in Brazil, for sure, because it, it, it creeps into my social feeds a little bit. It's called. Um, they're both. They're, they're both the same convention. They're called anime. It's uh, called Anime Friends. Cool. Then I definitely. Yeah. I yeah. I've heard of that. That's that, so wild, though. Pictures of exactly. And and what what I was what as I kept talking to 
my cousin and my friend and then all of their friends and all and I kept meeting luckily my friend my cousin and, and Brenda they're both like very social also so like I met so many people my age during my like little only like five days in Peru and I, I kept talking to all these people because you know they kept being like oh you're from New York like what do you like what do you do and I'm just like oh I do this this this, this. And they're like oh anime anime is cool blah blah and pretty much every single person was like down to talk about anime for, to like any extent to like a surface level extent to a deep level to various levels of um of fandom and I just I was just so surprised at the level of interest of in anime and shocked that there's no big name or big anything tapping into it in Peru like they're so ready yeah, like, they're so ready someone, for a con, bro. Hey, it's an yeah. untapped market, man. To go. Yeah, they are so ready. South America is so ready to explode with passion. And if I know if I know anything about my people, is that we are passionate as fuck. So like, I I I'm just shocked. Like I I, I left that little that that building a little shocked about Dude, not. Your, this is your calling. Yeah. Is is this my calling? I drop everything and become the the commissioner of the anime fandom. Go in back, Peru. Go, go back to South America, and start like a chain of anime cons and put one in. Start with like you know, start mm. with one country, and then you could be like the kingpin of anime cons in South America. I become the the godfather of the anime. You would lo- you would love that. I would love that. Of course, I would love that. Yeah. Because um, you're so yeah, social, I would love you know. That. Yeah, a job, a job like that is something I would love to do. Community management is like the shit. Um, but yeah, so that's that's something you know from my anime lens. Like I was uh, discovering, and was, something cool that happened to me was that I was at, they took me to a party, and at this party there was um, the, the the host of the party is like is a like a, a nerdy type dude. So at this party he had like street fighter set up at the corner oh that's cool and th- guys this is like the most anime thing I'm, i've ever <laughs> experienced in my whole life ready okay yeah I'm so ready. Yeah, yeah yeah so this is there's a street fighter station at the, at the corner of this party and my the people i i came to the party with um they kind of picked the corner and just chilled there the whole night and i i getting i getting anxious doing that like i need to roam the party and like look around and stuff so like i left my, the people that i went with and you know just did a lap of the place just because you know the social bug in me was like i was kicking kicking um so i found that street fighter station and i approached the the, the station where, where people were crowded around and everyone's going like oh my god like holy shit like that's like seven in a row what the fuck and and I like I'm like wow like why? I was like what are these people like losing their minds about? And there's this girl just like whipping dudes in Street Fighter, bro. Just like whipping them, like, oh, like left and right, like two owing, two owing, two owing, two owing, two owing, two owing, two. And everyone's like, holy shit! Like oh my god, like she's so fucking. And she was good, like she was really she, good. Yeah, but yeah, but and, was she, um, yeah, but was she cute? Yeah, well, I'm getting to it, man. That's okay, not all that fucking oh, matters. Shit. Oh goodness. <laughs> okay. Right. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, she's whipping him, and then it was my turn. Um. And I was like, fuck, like, cool. Like, I'm just here. I'm having, I'm there to have fun, a good time. Like, I'm not really fucking, like, trying to win or anything. Um, but then, so, she beats me the first round of the first, of the three. And she beat me in a way where I was like, damn, I'm, I'm, 
I'm salty. Like I want to, I want to <laughs> win. So I beat her. That I end up beating her the second round, and then we look at each other, just like cool, 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 cool. Not a big deal. Just a game, just a game. But I could feel her getting mad, and I'm like, I'm also like getting mad. And then we, I end up, I end up actually winning the to the two out of three. And then she like looks at me. And she Who'd goes, you use? I was using guile because I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> Who's she using? Chun Li the whole time, mm-hmm. and um. And uh, you guys just start making so, out like violently. No, Mitz. Damn. Um, Damn it. And what? And what anime is that? And what anime does that happen? What? Where they start making out wildly? No. no yeah. No, none. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. So she looks at me, and I look at her, and I forget. Like this happened. This was happening to me a lot in Peru. I I would forget that I'm in Peru and like not in America. So I look at her and I go, "Yo, that was a good game." Like you're like you're really fucking good and she was like she looked at me like what the fuck are you even saying because obviously i've been peru and then but she but she in english to me was like you were my first loss tonight like good job i'll i'll come back for the rematch and then she like we shook hands and then she walked away and it didn't hit me how like pretty she was in that moment but when she came back for her rematch because then i because then i went on a winning streak i I beat like three people four people then it was her turn again and then she wasn't wearing a hat this time so she had purple hair she was really fucking cool and cute and tatted and i was like whoa and then she whipped my ass four games in a row and (laughs) and then i and then she was like and then we started talking because everyone else left the streets fighter station and i met a really cool friend her name is rizzy and she has a shit ton of she is a she is a twitch streamer in Peru, well known, has like eleven thousand bajillion followers on Instagram. Eleven thousand yeah. bajillion? Yeah, a lot. She's Rizzy. cool as fuck. Like I made Rizzy. a cool I made a cool friend. That? I'm not telling you. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, no, that's cool. I made a really cool friend. Like I'm really, really happy that I made a cool friend over there. Uh, in addition to like my cousin and my already childhood friend. But that's really it. Peru is really cool. I didn't do anything touristy because I've done that all in the past. Um, you know, I only I go there and I chill. Like I literally, I literally went to my cousin's like improv night and like her improv classes and like I hung out at, at like coffee shops and ramen shops with both of them. It's really, this is a really chill, like get away from New York. Really, I have bad yeah. news. What? I found her already. Not okay. hard. No, of course not. But yeah, she's cool. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Yeah. So that's it. That's really it. So did you become fluent in Spanish? Yeah, my Spanish by like the third day was like next level Spanish. You, I've already you, lost it though. You, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's really, it it's like, I don't practice, like I really have no one to talk to. Well, I don't, I don't have anyone in my immediate surroundings to talk Spanish to here in New York. So I only talk Spanish when I go see my barber or when I go to like a Hispanic restaurant or something. And everyone I work with in my immediate work team doesn't isn't hispanic either so like i don't really i really don't have anyone to practice with in my like immediate day-to-day so i I lose it it's fine though but yeah peru is cool cool anime is anime is for everyone anime is literally worldwide as fuck and i hope we can all be one giant fandom anime is ready to explode yeah it, it really is dude it really is all right cool mandy what have you been up to um, well, I had a lot of stuff going on. I The, the giant microbes thing was actually because somebody in our manga club, um, I had just recently watched Moyashimon, and oh. we were, I was talking about it with Mason and a bunch of other people at our Discord, and then um, 
Matoko, this was, I, we usually just hang out after manga clubs and we were just chatting. And I mentioned that anime, and then uh, Motoko said, linked me this uh, website called Giant Microbes. And they sell, um, they create cute, plushy versions of like bacteria, diseases, organs, like different like microbes. And it's actually pretty cool because they're like, um, they they have cute little eyeballs on them, but they look like the actual. Wow, they are um, cute. uh, Like version of the like you know the uh, microscopic version of them and and then i linked it to my sister and then we bought stuff and <laughs> i got um i got the pink i got the pancreatic uh beta cell and um i got a pancreas and I, my sister got like um, what did she get? She got the flu, and she got some kind of brain-eating amoeba. And I got them in the mail, and they're actually really super cute. <laughs> and I was thinking, man, I kind of just want to get a basket, and every time I have a new issue, I'm just going to get a plushie of it and put it in the basket. Wow. Like, problem solved, dude. <laughs> got, got my pancreas back. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like, I'm going to replace solved. my gallbladder with this one. I was looking. I wanted a gallstone, <laughs> but they didn't have a gallstone. With this kidney one. stones. No gallstones. I gall replaced stones. my gallstone with this cute one. I'm yeah. fine. They have Ebola. You can get the Ebola virus. I could get Ebola, yeah. <laughs> and, and you can get the stat. You can you can get Staphylo, Staphylococcus aurelius. You can get all kinds of stuff on this website. It's it, it's really funny. Like you can buy a colon. <laughs> wow. Um, interesting. So yeah, there is there is that, and also during you guys mind if I cook club, you? I'm sorry. You guys mind if I cook you real quick? You need a cookie? No. Okay, I, I want a never, cookie. You don't I let me. Never, I could never stop you from eating a cookie. I mean, that's... <laughs> wow, they have brain cells. Um, they do. They have all kinds of stuff. They even have like little animals too, or like not. This, I, no, I guess not animals. More like um, microscopic water. Like they have like the water bear. He's really cute. <laughs> wow, they have, but, they they even have MRSA. Oh yeah. Methicillin resistant. Staphylococcus, they have it's the it's the bacteria resistant strain of uh, staph. Oh, <laughs> nice! They have so many. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and um, all the proceeds, prece- well, not all. I'm sorry, not all. Some of the proceeds go to actual like um, research on diseases, and uh, I think you have to look at which ones, like where they go. But all the pro- or not all, some of the proceeds go to that. So uh, you can also help, you know, fund some studies. Um, also, in Manga Club, we our last one was actually pretty large. We did my brother's husband. Yo, I saw that, dude. Yeah, it was. We had it was a lot wild, of people, dude. and I had a ton of requests from people saying you should do more manga topics. And I'm like, I don't know where to squeeze it in. I don't know where you guys want me to put it. I already have a manga club, <laughs> or I already have a manga club, but I already have a manga minute, so I don't know where to put it, but, um... I'm sure we could find someone, a place for it. I don't know where, but someone suggested that I just mention our manga uh, club, like, how it went on our hobby addicts, whatever we have, when, you know, after we have a big, um, meet. So... Yeah, we did, uh, My Brother's Husband, and it's a really sweet book that I we all it was like overwhelmingly positive among all of us um it's a manga about 
this Canadian man who moves back or comes back to visit his brother's husband who's living in Japan. And his brother's husband has, or I mean, his brother's, um, or his husband's brother, I keep, I'm going to get those mixed up. <laughs> his husband's brother uh, hasn't talked to his brother in many years, and now he is unfortunately deceased. And um, so he kind of stopped him and his, the Japanese uh, the one still living in Japan, the brother, and the family kind of stopped talking to him because they didn't agree with him being gay. And so the husband comes to visit, and he's like, I want to visit my uh, husband's grave, and I would like to, you know, meet his brother and get to know him. And so it's about this uh, Japanese man who... You know, he's dealing with a lot of, um, a lot of, um, like, kind of homophobia at first, mm, okay. and then he grows, and they end up becoming family. Like, he started, the end of it, he ends up accepting him as family, and he's also living with his daughter, who is very innocent and doesn't see all of the, um, Prejudice. you know, the, I'm sorry. All the prejudice, just have it. Thank you. That's the one I've been dying looking for. I, like my She's brain like, is like I got shot. Enzo the rescue. My brain is like on fire right now. So yeah, it, it'd be, <laughs> I'm so it'd be sorry. Like that sometimes, yep. My brain is like all of the words have just went down the toilet. <laughs> so um, I took painkillers. So hopefully those kick in eventually. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's dealing with a lot of prejudice and his daughter does not, you know, have that ingrained in her because she's very young. And so it's very interesting seeing things from her point of view and then seeing things like from his point of view, dealing with his daughter and this man who's actually very nice and very respectful. And yeah, they, there's a lot of eating in it, which Mason loved oh, because yeah. they go out to all over the place and they travel around or like, you know, they, he shows them around Japan and all these different like food places and shrines. And it's, it's a beautiful read and I highly recommend it to everybody. <laughs> that sounds good. And you had yeah, a huge crowd I, for I it. absolutely loved it. What yeah. You, we had a massive crowd. What do you think it was that, about this one that made the crowd so big? I don't know. I think because it's been so highly recommended among a lot of uh, podcasts and has a very high score. So maybe that's it because we also had a massive, uh, I'm sorry, not massive. I guess it, for the time when I first started Manga Club, it was a pretty large group for my lesbian experience at Loneliness, which is another one that won an award as well. So, and I know this one was also up for an award, but I don't think it won. I can't remember what beat it, but um, so maybe that as well. Hmm. Well, I'm glad it's going well over over in Manga Club. So yeah, our next one is with the lights. I was going to mention it on our main podcast, but yeah, cool, cool beans. Love That's it. That's all I got. Love it, and, 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 and I'm sure we could try to. I'm sure we could find a way to, to get more manga into the podcast by by doing my more only. We could do more. Prob- oh, sorry. We could do, we could do more manga based topics. Yeah, um, I a lot of people were actually really like uh, me and Mason discussing our favorites. Mm-hmm. I had some people like, "I'm gonna buy Vinland Saga now." I'm like, "Good, we we, we did our job," <laughs> but because uh, all I wanted was to push Vinland Saga on everyone. <laughs> you won't have you won't have to for much longer. <laughs> we'll see. I yeah. hope that doesn't suck. I'll the be jo- so sad. The job will be done for I don't you. Don't think in a it's bit. gonna suck. 
I really hope it doesn't. No. I'll be so sad. I will be heartbroken. No. My fear is that they will rush it because Villain Saga is actually really long. And if they try to like squeeze it all down in 24 episodes, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> we'll see. I think Wit Studio we'll is pretty solid. So, yeah, they've been doing good things. All right, cool. And of course, uh, Game of Thrones episode three came out, which um, oh yeah, it's pretty oh, much yeah, all anybody did. talked about in my office the whole week, like literally everywhere. Yeah, is kind of ridiculous. So, what did you guys think? Um, um did you watch it, Enzo? Hmm. This is gonna yeah. have spoilers for sure. By the way, for people that haven't watched, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, this is yeah, okay. I mean, this is like for real, like for real, like turn this shit off. But you know what? Like, if you it, don't. Want- it, it, if you it don't just, want to be spoiled, because it drives me wild. crazy when people who people really care about it, and then they're like, you know, it's been four or five days since the episode came out, and the people in my office are like, spoilers, and I'm like, Jesus, just watch the damn episode when it comes out. You know, if you care that much about it, you know what I mean. But I get it, sort of. I can't. I have to wait till my I can see it with my mom. Otherwise, she'll be mad at me. You haven't watched it? No, I did. I watched it with my mom. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I yeah. couldn't. I can't watch him on Sundays because I gotta watch him with my mom. Gotcha. Yeah. All yeah, right. No, so I, I I know people like that too. But um, yeah. Well, I wonder what you thought, man. Like this is your this is your moment here. I mean, I really was I was I, I was upset to the point of being heartbroken on Saturday on okay. Sunday night. Why is that? There's so many reasons why this episode just missed the mark for me that i, I have, don't even know my I don't biggest even know if, re- yeah i, don't I have even one know if, big reason that pissed me off this that episode but I, that's really it i honestly don't even know where to begin i mean i guess it starts with like you know it starts with the fact that we've been waiting for this episode at least i have i've been since half of my adult life i've been waiting for the battle with the night king and so there's almost no possible way hbo could have done enough to make this episode satisfying considering the weight and the hype yeah the hype that they themselves pu- put upon it yeah right? I, I i was talking to i mean no you think i was talking to my roommate about this and i was saying you know this episode for a lot of people probably wouldn't hit as hard in either direction had had you been binging it had, had everything been done and everything was out and you binged through everything because the reason that this episode is so highly liked and disliked is because of the weight, like and the hype, like yeah. as you said, like no matter what they did, no matter what they did, people were gonna be pissed off, no matter what, they're, no matter what, because yeah. I I, I want to put some good things out there first, because like it's like the, the episode di- didn't like wasn't the worst thing in the world, right? So obviously no. there was some really good. It was very some very tense action throughout the whole episode. I watched it again this morning, and if, if you kind of if you kind of go through the episode's very dark. Like people were bitching about the lighting the whole week. Um, over I didn't and think over it was again. that much of a bad thing. People need to get better to fucking TVs. It depends. I didn't have any issues either. I had, ze- I I had zero issue with that, bro. <laughs> I didn't either, but I also watched it on a laptop. So apparently, some TVs are perfect for it, and some TVs are not. But uh, sucks but, to suck, dude. but the act but also aside from the lighting the 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 camera cuts move really quickly and so you need and so like watching it a second time not in real time or whatever i was pausing it and just taking in like what was happening in each cut because you know they'll they'll show like the hound for literally a half a second and then they'll cut to like barrack half a second sam half a second and it's it's really difficult to tell what's happening sometimes 
But when you sort of like slow it down a little and just observe what's happening, the action is pretty cool. So it's nice that that's that that's in there. There's a people there's really a, felt that way because fuck man, I didn't feel lost at all. Um, the, yeah, neither did I. I actually thought it did really well to lend yeah. a sense of chaos. That's what I'm exactly. I was like, I, this was, is. Exactly. Shit's everywhere. It's, exactly, everything's exactly. chaotic, and that's what I, I, I got from it. Exactly. It's a it's a directorial choice to cut that way because it's literally it's a war where humanity is literally dying. So, like, um, <laughs> in this like in this six hundred word document I have typed out here, um, Jesus Christ, man. the <laughs> the um the 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 chaos and the lighting actually aren't a complaint for me. I don't really I didn't really care. I'm just saying that like slowing it down, you can kind of take it in even more and enjoy the fact that that the that the action and the fighting is pretty totally. is pretty nice. There's some really cool shots. Like there's a there was a scene I noted for a second time where the dragons are flying really high and they're up above the clouds. And the moon is like in the background, and you just see these two dragons like in de- in dead silence, like break through the clouds, and they're kind of the clouds are all below them, and like a little bit off on the right, and then the moon is way up on the left of the screen, and it's just really like a really impressive visual. You know, clearly not real, mm-hmm. but you know, it's all. I mean, a lot of the stuff in this episode wasn't. Um, the dragons in general were pretty cool in this episode. They they're in it a lot. And yeah. some of the shots, you really see how large they've become because they are freaking big. Like. Mm-hmm. Drogon is a full ass dragon now. I mean, he is. Yeah, big. they're full ass dragons, boys. Yeah, he, he, he full ass dragons. Full <laughs> ass. I like that measurement. Dragons, Can you imagine it's my how big measurement? Can you imagine how big Drogon's poop must be? Oh, dude, his wingspan is like eighty feet. Poop. He's like an eighty foot wingspan. He is. He, he's ridiculous. And then, of course, anything that happens with Barrack. With the you know with his fire sword, anything he does is awesome. He he, yeah, he literally can I love just, him. He can just walk around. And just do nothing, and I'd be like, "He's an eye patch too, for fuck's sake!" Like Dude. aesthetic, please, Jesus Christ. I mean, and he and he had a manly death in this episode. You know, he yeah died you know, with honor. He died with honor. I mean, he saved Arya's life, and then yeah. like held them back so that she and the Hound could escape, and took like I don't know seven or eight additional stab wounds that he didn't need to take, and then still got away, and then died like in peace. You know, with with the with the three or four people that were in that room, so. Barrack was a badass. Um, some of the things that like missed the mark f- for sure, um, and I, and I had a, I had a f- bad feeling about this because the the strategy meeting that they had, where they were talking about how they were going to like approach this battle, was incredibly lacking in episode two. Their entire strategy was, now nah, we're going to put Bran in the God's Wood and you know make a trap. That was basically the whole. The whole thing and the strategy employed by both sides were it was absolutely painful to to take in. Well, painful. Like, this, well, here's the thing, dude. Like, two things. Um, the 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 White Walkers. They, I thought their strategy was totally on brand, bro. They just charged in. They're like, fuck it. We don't scare anybody. And for the so, most part, the the issue is on the human side. I think the all the issues on the human side, but I I also don't think. To expect more from them is is too much because they didn't I mean, have that much time. One and then two, they don't have any tech, like they don't have drones and shit. Like I mean, you know, like, like and what, I don't think what what, 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 can, people, what can they do? A lot of the what guys also who are you know in charge have hardly any battle experience. John, he's been what a a battle I think, and 
Daenerys. Who? I mean, she John? has won. Yeah, John. Hasn't John, he only been in? John's been in several battles. He fought the battle. He, he battle he, the he, bastards. He fought at Hardhome. He killed a White Walker at Hardhome, so he's actually had like full-on experience fighting the, the Night King straight up, um, and narrowly escaped that battle. Has he ever been in like command? Yeah, in command though, like like in the room where it happens. Haha, <laughs> Hamilton. I don't really recall who was. <laughs> I don't recall who was commanding the battle at Hardhome, but John was like the was the the um, the head of the Night's Watch for quite a while at that point in the show. So he was probably, if not the commander, one of the commanding officers. I would assume. Um, yeah, but but either way, like, what what more can they do? Like, put well, I mean, like, for st- for starters, they, they could just can't let, do anything. For starters, they could not send all two thousand five hundred Dothraki to their immediate demise. Just yeah, com- well, that, let's that, that, that's, that one. That's let's human. That's just, that's let's ignorance, though, Mitch. That like like they like sending a force that strong on horses with fire for it is not the wrong move. It's just like they are ignorant to the White Walkers, man. We just know yeah, them. Yeah, especially we know Dothraki. the White Walkers, but they don't. You know, they do know the White Walkers. That's how Dothraki well, some fight of them, too. Yeah, some of them they, know the White Walkers. They know. The, in fact, they know the White Walkers quite well. Because a lot of the a lot of the high up people in the human force already fought them a, a couple times, Sam's fought them like three four times now. So, yeah, but, but not but not on a full fight war scale. Yeah, like like <laughs> he fought a White Walker. <laughs> I mean, I can't. Yeah. I, I I honestly honestly can't disagree. What with I was trying to say about the Dothraki though is that that's kind of how they have known to fight. They're, that's why they're called screamers. And I believe it was in one of the earlier episodes where Robert Baratheon, I think, is talking about, have you ever had uh, an army of Dothraki screamers running at you? Because that is their tactic, their scare tactics. But the thing is, the Night or the White Walkers, they've never fought them. They've never been over the sea before. <laughs> they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, so, they also don't fear anything. In fairness. And also, they had no idea where they were. So I... It is stupid. It was very stupid, but I understand the. We have no idea where they are. We have to find them. All right. So as long, as long as long as long as we're acknowledging the how stupid it is, but you oh, know, it turned out dumb as hell. But you but. know, they do have Bran and two dragons. I could easily do reconnaissance. I don't know. Uh, I don't th- th- think they want to send the dragons yeah, out right away. Bran's on his Bran? own fucking agenda, though. Like, who even knows what he's doing? Yeah. So, but, um, I do think it was stupid not to put the trebuchets behind the walls. Someone yeah. should have pointed that out. <laughs> yep. The, the artillery. And also the, the trench. The artillery was, was a so total <laughs> non-factor in this episode completely. They had like all this great artillery. By the way, that I don't know where they got it. I guess they built it like on the fly, but they, they literally fired like three oh, catapults right. and then it was done. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, so much for that. Um, so yeah, that, those white walkers are fast. Um. The White Walkers actually never fought in this episode, which is which is a huge problem to a person that's been waiting eight years to see the White Walkers fight. Because there's Whites, there's White Walkers, and then there's the Night King. So I'll get to that, but neither the White Walkers nor the Night King ever fought at any point. So huge, huge, just crushing disappointment um, on my part. There was plenty of undead fighting, but not, none of the White Walkers or the, or the Night King did never fought. Um, very unimpressed by their little like eight eight inch deep trench that they thought would do anything. Hey, so, sorry, I had to step away for my, the the doggo was barking. I'm onto the trench that they dug, and I'm wondering. Oh, the stupid fucking shallow thing they did. There's a couple. There's a couple things wrong with this. Like for for one thing, you have you have like sixty thousand people of man worth of manpower. You could have dug 
a significantly deeper trench in like the week or whatever that you had. So like, I actually think that if that trench had been, I don't know, 10, 15 feet deep with fire in it, it would have been a pretty effective obstacle. Like it would have been not bad. Um, also, uh, the hound, Barrick, um, Tormund, Giants, Bane, and John all know really well that the whites can't swim. So from the very unnecessary scene that they had in season seven. Oh yeah. You're they right. can't swim. So fill that fucker with water <clears throat> and be done with it. So that was a little bit of when it freeze. I don't know, but that probably with Reese. But yeah. the but the worst thing, <laughs> the dumbest thing about the trench was when all of the whites are pressed up against it, like, like like a like a Japanese subway train in rush hour. No one fires an arrow at them. I watched it again today and checked. No one does anything. They just stare at them. They're st- they stand there for ten whole fucking minutes, like wondering how we're gonna get through this firewall. And no one is attacking. The dragons aren't passing and just torching them and mask because they're all pressed up against it. No one's going, loose arrows, fire, you know, whatever the fuck, catapults, do whatever. No one. No one does shit. Yeah. They just stare That's at true. them. It was That's true. It was completely idiotic. And then it wasn't until they start falling across it and it took a whole, like, eight bodies to just completely eliminate the obstacle did they finally say, man the walls, fire the arrows or whatever. So, like, I don't know. The human tac- tactics... Not really impressed. And by the way, putting your your sixty man your sixty thousand man army and a giant and two giant dragons in an area with no food, probably not the best place to siege a battle. So I don't know. That didn't seem to go. That didn't come up in the episode because that was more episode two. But not impressed by the by the battle strategy. Um, yeah. I, I also don't know why Bran is in the Godswood at all in this episode. He should be more heavily protected. So. Arya can easily jump out of the shadows and kill the Night King inside of Winterfell. It doesn't happen have to happen in the Godswood. Anybody have a good explanation for why Bran had eight soldiers and the Night King knows where he is. He's marked. I mean, you, you could hide him on Mars and the Night King will find him. So I don't know why he's hanging out in the Godswood. I'm not sure. I think Bran. I think mostly to. using the tree itself as bait because that's the Night King's whole objective is to destroy the uh three-eyed raven because uh, like i think they said in the second episode that the three-eyed raven has the entire world's history and that's what he wants to do is to destroy everything destroy all history so if he is i know brand has like links to all of the trees and he can see through all of them so I don't know if maybe placing him next to the tree was bigger bait. Like, mm-hmm. here I am. It's a beacon. Come get me. I don't know. I don't but know I either. did think it was really sad for Theon. <laughs> He's like, you're a good man. And Theon just looks at him like, uh, thanks. He's like, oh, oh, I guess. <laughs> Poor this Theon. Is it, huh? He did go out uh, like a badass, though. Theon, I, the- yeah, Theon I had do, some I do sick like redemption. Theon's arc. Yeah, Theon's Theon's redemption arc is cool. I I for a moment thought Theon was going to kill the Night King because, like, I thought you know like he went for him. Night King was like, "Nah, you're trash, bro. GG, easy." And like wrecked him. And then when the Night King walked past him, I thought Theon was gonna like spring up with one last attack from behind and get him. But nah, it would have been better that way. Would have been wild. I don't. Moving on. um... Wait, wait. I do. I do have one. My what? Uh, I don't want to talk about the the biggest thing that fucking happened yet. Is that what you're going to go to? I'm going to go to... My next bullet point is how disappointed I am with the way that the Night King was killed. 
Okay, cool. Before that, before that, before that. My biggest gripe with this episode, like my biggest one, like the biggest one, where well, where I was in the episode, I was I was like, why would you do that? Like, why would you do that? Is fucking Daenerys landing her dragon outside? Oh, yeah. Dumb as fuck. Outside of the walls, like for if, for no reason. Like she, hold on, I'm about to sneeze. Uh, that dragon, <laughs> it literally looked like the video game Pikmin. While that dragon, uh, all, 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 all I could think was, this is fucking Pikmin. You ever play Pikmin when you throw like a million Pikmin onto the giant beetle and it's like shaking yes. them off? I was like, yeah. this is fucking Pikmin. I thought they uh, were a worn out. What? Those dragons, they can't fly forever. Yeah, but, land that motherfucker not in the battlefield. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> land it somewhere else. That's what I mean. Like, just don't land the dragon outside. Like, because she was, she was there. With the dragon, like she was blowing fire to make way for Jon Snow, which is fine. Like that makes sense. I thought that was cool. I was like, okay, she's gonna use dragon fire to get Jon back to the castle. Sure, that makes sense. But then she like s- drops the dragon down to say some Jon Snow shit, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh fuck, I got dr- I got zombies climbing me now. And then she got f- then she's fucked. And she and now she's stranded out there. And then Jorah injured Jorah beats like three hundred zombies by himself. I'm like, what the. F- yeah, there's a lot. Of, okay, I didn't like, like any of that. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I actually thought it was questionable that Drogon survived because he probably took, based on the, I, 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 like I said, I watched it again today, and he must have taken at least five thousand stab wounds. I mean, he was completely covered with with enemies. I mean, it was, it was stun. He's like screaming yeah. and shit. I'm like, and and he didn't take off right away either. He was on the ground for a while, and they're just fucking just carving him. I up. know. I felt bad for so, his wings. I was like, oh, shit, his wings are fucked. Yeah, that, I mean, that was my worst nightmare. I was like, oh, dude, he's fucked. Like, his wings are, are complete dra- trash now. Dragons do scream, though. That was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I want to jump to a couple more egregious things other than the way, other than me whining about how the Night King was killed, just to make sure we get to it. Um, some plot holes, really bad ones. Um, the ice dragon not killing John inside. So like, so at at the fifty six minute at the fi- at fifty six minutes and fifty five seconds, the Night King passes over Winterfell and takes out one of the walls of the castle with 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 blue fire breath, just blows the wall completely apart. The, a lot like oh, the way, I see what you're saying. A lot yeah. the way, a lot like the way he did the the wall in the, the wall. north. Yeah, t- the wall. T- took the whole wall down with in about two minutes. Um. At at, ten, at one at one hour ten minutes and forty seconds, the ice dragon fires at John, but John is easily shielded by by another wall of the castle. Not even an entire wall, but just like the edge of one. And at one hour 40, 14 minutes and forty four seconds, John is hiding behind a piece of debris in the battlefield and takes a huge direct blast from the fire breath, and it does nothing to the debris. So I thought it was a little interesting how it's convenient that. Jon Snow, who in fairness probably should have died ten times in this battle, was unaffected by the fire. The fire breath did nothing when Jon was behind an obstacle, but any other time that it's used, it just decimates everything, no matter what it is. Um, <laughs> really frustrating. And the reason yeah. for the, and the reason why that's so, so frustrating to me is is not not just because of the inconsistency, but because Game of Thrones to me was never a show where people were safe in the cast. And it's become a show where I'm convinced nobody will ever die from this point. Um, every every single human outside the castle, maybe with the exception of Daenerys, should have been killed in this battle without without question. Um, the the in, in season seven, the the whites are presented in front of Cersei in a wooden box, and they in the and the white is unable to get out of the box, and it's just kind of you know it's struggling, but it can't get out. 
Yet in this season, they're able to punch through concrete, like concrete slabs, to get out of crypts that are in, under Winterfell. So, I don't know, but that's kind of lesser but inconsistent. Um, the blood drops. There's a scene where Arya is crawling around inside the library of Winterfell, and the and the and the Whites can cl- can clearly hear her blood dripping under the floor, because they are attracted to the sound to the point where one of them actually checks under the table where she's hiding. Yet at Again, one hour, twelve minutes, and twelve seconds. The the episode shows a shot of Bran in the Godswood, completely encircled by by whites. They're like basically linked up on like linked up arms around, completely encircling the the, the entire area, including all of the White Walkers and the Night King. And yet Arya is still able to somehow get in there and kill him at the end, which doesn't make sense. And somebody was like, "Oh, well, she put a mask on and sl- like snuck in there," and I'm like. And she decided to take the mask off before she went in for the killing blow. Like, she wanted to have her face on camera for the big moment. Like, that didn't really add up. So, and honestly, like, Arya killing the Night King like that, it just broke my heart. I was just like... And the painful thing was that I knew it was going to happen. Uh, I actually predicted this to the letter on the Discord. I Even with, like, descriptors, nailed it completely. And... um just really disappointed by it. If you're going to kill the Night King so easily and have no one else die in this episode, why even have the second episode of this season? The second episode of the season, to me, played like a goodbye to all the characters. You had like 15 minutes around the fireplace where they knighted Brienne and telling stories about how they had good lives and stuff. And you know, and you know as a viewer, this is it. Like, they're all going to die, you know, whatever, blah, blah. They're all talking about, you know, their histories. And then no one dies. So, which makes episode two, I don't know, somewhat meaningless to me. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a little, it's like a red herring. It's a huge red herring. And and if you're going to kill the Night King like he's a piece of trash, like a, you're going to backstab him and off him like he's nothing like that, why spend so much time on him? Like, they spent probably half of season seven on the Night King. And, and, and that was a big issue with the HBO show because if you read the books, he's hardly hardly mentioned in the books. I, yeah, like I mean, they're like there are White Walkers out there, and they mention something of a Night King, but they don't focus on them in the books. I think you're right. HBO went, hey, this looks cool. I bet this is going to be a big issue, and then it wasn't. And they're like, oh fuck, what do we do? Yeah, you're, you're because you're right. Arya killing him was prophesized by the Red Queen or whatever, whatever her was the Red Witch, whatever Melisandre, centuries ago. <laughs> she was like, she said the very specific people you're going to kill someone with blue or uh, brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes. Right. So I think probably George R. R. Martin said this is how he's going to die, but they're like, oh well. <laughs> So I don't know. I actually thought they probably fucked up that. I just think that you know. I mean, I'm actually fine with Arya. Kill- I don't like Arya as a character. I'm 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 not into the whole. I do. She's my favorite. Really? Now. Yeah, that's interesting. You don't. She probably I has like the, the, she probably has like the coolest story out of everyone in the entire show. Like like everybody mm-hmm. like most things that I that I'm exposed to when 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 every person is talking about it and loves it so too much, I end up not liking it because I'm just tired of hearing about it. So I I don't really have a good reason for not liking Arya all that much. But I still would have been fine with her killing the Night King. But I would have liked to have him die like he mattered. You know, you know, maybe he grabs her and she shakes him off, and they have a they have the most epic fucking fight ever. You know, or 
or, or, or I don't know, figure it out, HBO. But, a yeah, ba- I, but yeah. the Night King did not deserve to be backstabbed like a little bitch. Yeah, you know, he I, just um, didn't deserve it. I, I, um, mean, I mean, he wasn't. He well, he is badass. He saw it coming, held her by his neck, but then she, you know, out out thiefed him. I guess whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, I I I thought the episode was gonna go because there was in the when I was watching it, I kept I kept being like, how much time is left in this episode? Because what the fuck? And there was still twenty minutes left when John made it back into inside Winterfell. Right. So yeah. I thought, I thought that. Somehow, some way, John was gonna get to the tree to where Bran is, and um, I thought that he was going to engage the Night King. I don't, you know, something was gonna happen where like the Night King and him are now isolated from everyone, and Boomer, I was gonna get a one v one, and then what would have been cool is like had Arya also been there, then they were two v one Night King, and I thought maybe the Night King would kill John. But John would, you know, go out in a way where he would allow Arya to land the final blow. Something well, like John that. John has a very specific goal because the Lord of Light doesn't bring people back for no reason. Right, exactly. So he's meant for something. So yeah. he can't die until he fulfills whatever purpose he has. Yeah. I don't just know like, what it is. Just like Beric, yeah. Um, John did so. not. And Melisandre. John and Melisandre. He didn't look real good in this episode. Watching it again, he flew around on a dragon, which, <laughs> which, which, which ultimately amounted to nothing. And then yeah, he ended fe- up killing a dragon, basically. Fe- fell off the dragon, should have died in the field when the Night King rose up all the undead, went inside the castle, and basically hid like a little girl, like behind, like a little girl getting ready I mean, to be getting beaten. Dude, he hid, he was hiding the whole damn battle. Yeah, well, I mean, but like he had a blue fire dragon dude. Listen, I hear you. Know? I hear you, but I'm just like, saying. I mean, what more can he do, man? I don't know. Little. I just don't right. want you to insult shit for like for insulting sake. Like he, what do you what do you want to do? One v one a dragon? Oh, I'm not really. That's not really like. <laughs> that's not like, really one of do, the. Mitz? That's not one of the points really that I wanted to make. I'm just making the statement that he didn't really look all that good. Um, he did not. He looked. He he didn't. He, he didn't looked accomplish like a person much. who doesn't want to die. <laughs> yeah, he didn't accomplish much, but like he didn't look like a little bitch. He was. He could not. <laughs> Physically, one v one dragon. My, um, I would not want to. I'd be a bitch too. My but. biggest concern <laughs> yeah. with 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 the series right now is that I feel like personally, I feel like yeah, I think I feel like HBO has realized that they can't write the story to the satisfaction of the viewers because they're not George R. R. Martin, and I feel like they have replaced a rich story with a bunch of audience pandering, and there are some examples of this. Um, Leanna Mormont. Huge issue with her in this episode. That little girl is a badass, and everybody loves her, including me. But she was only supposed to be in one scene of this series. Yet she come. Yet they've brought her back again and again and again because the audience loves her. The the giant. The o- by the way, the only the only unit of any type other than just a human undead that we get to see, which is another huge disappointment because old Nan talks of like ice spiders and. I'm pretty sure we saw various types of animal undead prior to this episode, and yes, the the one giant we saw was like the last giant, but there should be tons of j- dead giants that he has control of. Um, bust through the wall, bust through the front door of the of the castle, and punts little Lana Mormont like across the courtyard, which should have killed her instantly. Go then he proceeds to like just like baseball club, like 15 people, you know, to out, out of the way. Little Leanna Mormont gets up somehow. She's definitely dead at this point. Charges at him, and he's crushing her in his hand. 
And then rather than hurl her like a baseball up against a wall or throw her into, into the Earth's orbit, which is probably within his power, he lifts her up one friggin' foot from his face simply for the sole purpose of allowing her to stab him and kill him. And I'm like, this is just like, basically HBO is, is doing it for like high fives. They want to have like high fives amongst, amongst all the people they're watching. And like, I just couldn't think of any other reason why they, why they kept her around for that other than just to satisfy the audience. And I think it's just because they're, they're just going for the high fives now. What do you think of that? Well, yeah, man. Like, well, I'm, I'm not, I don't disagree. They, they definitely are doing some pandering, but like, but I mean, it's also a business. Like, like when I saw that, like when I saw that scene, I was like, I was like, all right, cool. You know, like fine. That's whatever. Sure. Like I, I, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take it, but like I'm. I also like it's also inconsistent, yeah. When you get into the the nitty the, the nitty gritty of it, because like I also think, like a, a a human of her stature gets wrecked by a giant's fist like that. Like I also find it unlikely that she's able to like work her body at all. But like whatever, fuck it. Like there's no like real consequence or unconsequence of that happening. So like whatever. There is. But, I'm just. I'm just using it as yeah. evidence of of, of HBO's sort of like end game here. And I only have one. Yeah. More. Yeah. I'll, I'm also afraid that they're like they're gonna you know value like crowd crowd pleasing stuff instead of like a cool turn, like a cool thing that could happen. I'm just gonna make um, one more point because we're we're over time. Um, sure. At at one hour and two minutes, the Night King is. They're at the point where the Night King raises his hands up in the field and like pretty much the whole battlefield comes back to life, right? Um, at this point, they show the inside of the castle, and there's, like, no one standing except the seven people. It's the Hound, Brienne, Jamie, Podrick, Sam, etc. They're the only ones really standing in camera. And then the entire just it, I, uncountable amounts of undead r- rise up in, in, uh, from the ground because it's all the dead humans. And... I am to believe that they survive. They sh- there's a scene at, at an hour and 11 minutes where they are absolutely engulfed by enemies. Sam is laying on his back under a mountain of undead like that's writhing and trying to kill him. Uh, Jamie and Brienne are fighting close by each other, and they show them both. They're both like pressed up against, against these concrete against walls. The wall. They're yeah. like, and then somehow, uh, literally over 10 minutes later, actually, it's o- almost 20 minutes later. Of time on screen of, of like actual like clock from on the episode, Arya kills the Night King, and then the whole army collapses, and it's back where you started with the feel with the castle being completely just dead people, and then the seven people still. And I'm like, I get it. Everyone loves Brienne and Jamie's so handsome, and everyone loves Podrick and Sam. Oh, he's Sam. I love him. But like for fuck's sake, they should have all been killed in this battle, all of them. And Brienne has no purpose left. She saved Sansa Stark, and her story's done. She even got knighted, for God's sake. Jamie, I don't know what his point is anymore, but he doesn't, he's missing one of his arms, for Christ's sake. Um, pa- Podrick, <laughs> I forget that all the time. Podrick is just um, the, the little lackey of Brienne and has virtually no point in the story at all. Gendry made his fancy weapon for Arya, and he should have been killed. Uh, he might, I'm assuming there's a chance he'll end up on the throne because he's a Baratheon, but I don't know. Um, Sam, they say he might be the one writing the story of the Game of Thrones at the end, but I don't know what his point is because he already revealed that John's a Targaryen. These these stories are like done. I mean, why are they sticking around at this point? 
and I hate to sound like I'm just like this. I am very angry about all this, but like, it, to me, all, all this was is just make people happy, and now you have to to spend just dozens of minutes that we of precious minutes on these characters that aren't really needed. The, the show is more bloated because they're in it now. When you could have like thinned out the, the cast and spent less time getting to the finish line. And so they all should have been killed, all of them. Especially yeah. Sam. He, Sam died well, ten times in this fight, along with John. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the surviving also was just like, I don't really, you know, tactically believe that's possible. But, I mean, we still have, we still have you know, one big thing left in the show that's, that can happen. And who knows what's going to happen. Because, honestly, Cersei's more terrifying than the Night King to me. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll I think it's pretty next. clear Arya will kill Cersei. Um there's no fucking way they would give her both these kills. I mean, think about it. There's the, no the, fucking way. The the prophecy was brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes. And so the blue eyes is obviously the Night King. The brown eyes, I'm guessing, is Walter Frey, although he seems kind of insignificant, so maybe there's another brown eyes. And the Cersei has green eyes. So I don't know um, who else is, you know, a prominent figure that is worth killing that has green eyes at this point. So to me... And there's no army left in the north. All they have are two heavily injured and underfed dragons. Cersei's got like 25,000 golden company, virtually every ship of the Iron Islands under Euron Greyjoy. And you've got seven humans, two busted up dragons, and no ships. And so like the only way they're going to win that fight is by assassination. And I think it's going to be Arya. It's gonna, just going to sneak in there and do it. It's so crazy. If they give her that kill too, that's going to be insane. And this is how I see it, because I can't think of another way that they win that fight, unless uh, unless an army shows up from nowhere and, and provides help that we're not aware of. <sighs> I feel a little better. I'm, I'm glad you do, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. I would say, um, as I take us out, I would say that I haven't been this disappointed by a piece of, of by like the finish of a piece of entertainment media, maybe ever. It's not the finish yet. It's, it's not, not the finish, finish but the Night King the was yet. like... The you big, know, the big bad to you, like the biggest bad. I don't know ever, to me. Mm. Like I've been waiting for this for eight years, so yeah. I kind yeah. of, I kind of, I, I wanted him to at least draw his weapon. I, I, yeah, I'll say my last thing on it. It's I really wish we got to hear dialogue from him. He, you're right. Anything. He never spoke anything. He never spoke a single fucking word. I think it would have been cool if um, the whole show. It would have been. I cool. want him to. I want him to monologue like, like a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, it would have been interesting, interesting to hear like how he is. It, it would have made him more of a character. Yeah, we got a smirk. He smirked when he looked at Bran. He That's did. It. Yeah, he well, he thought he had won. Yeah, well, whatever. I don't know what he thought because I don't know him. I That's don't true. know him. Um, yeah. I think it would have been cool if the White Walkers had gone into the keep and had been fight had, had started fighting all the hero units. You could have mm. you could have had like seven or eight individual like one on one battles. It would have been a lot more. It would have been a lot cooler. Than the council have, versus like the main people. Yeah, then then just to have uh, you know them standing behind the Night King watching him get assassinated, which they're very bad bodyguards if that's their job in that. <laughs> so I don't really know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, All right. Sorry for those of you that we, we love got, Game of Thrones. We got Thrones a podcast and, to do, and I just ruined it for you. I'm, I do apologize, but I'm 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 so hopeful for episodes four, five, and six. Some people think yeah. Bran is the Night King, so. Yeah, I we'll mean see. that's why. It, that could be the biggest red herring of all. Could be. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We're gonna do um, we're gonna do a, a a very energetic main podcast now. So I hope you enjoyed po- Hobby Addicts, and we'll see you next week. Peace out. See ya.